Here we go, Jen. Welcome okay. to a crazy day of what's going on today. <laughs> uh, how's it going? Crazy everywhere, I think. Crazy, crazy. We got like it's like the whole the world just got reversed on us. It's snowing tomorrow, and yeah. and we found out you know kind of mid morning that the guest that we had lined up unfortunately got double booked for today. So we do what we do best, and that's just pivot. <laughs> Yeah, we figured it out. It'll be okay. <laughs> It'll be okay. It's always okay. And here's the crazy thing is while we're doing that, uh, the system that we normally stream on is also down. So we had Rogers down yesterday. It's snowing tomorrow. The streaming service is down and we're using our backup system, but it's all good. It's all yeah. good. We're just working out all the kinks. That's all. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I'm clicking buttons here and I totally forget how to use this system, but we'll make it work. All I know is we got an amazing guest. Uh, a lot of you will recognize them. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Let's roll the intro. Then we'll bring our guest on and we'll just get right into it. It's what we do. <laughs> Sounds good. I love it. Beautiful. So I normally throw it to you to, in to introduce the guest. Are you going to throw it back to me to introduce the guest or what are we going to do today? I am going to throw it back to you, Gary. You know this person a lot longer than I do and, and probably a little bit better. I, I couldn't give him a stellar intro, but I would be here what your introduction is going to be. Um, now you're putting me on the spot and we should yeah. probably just leave him in the green room for for half an hour here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is my utmost pleasure. How about that? As I got him drinking a glass of water, Mr. Sir Colin Campbell, my partner in crime on many levels, and of course, our, our co-host of the Not So Black White Real Estate Podcast. Shameless plug. Sorry, Jen. And <laughs> yeah, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin, welcome on this side of the show. Now we got to set some ground rules before I get into you know your backstory a little bit. You are a guest on today's show. <laughs> you are not a host. Do not be asking us questions. Jen and I will not be answering them. <laughs> it's funny because when Gary said that I'm going to come on, I said, Gary, you know I'm going to start asking you questions. He's like, no, don't. You're on the other side. so <laughs> Don't flip the script. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Okay. So who is Colin Campbell? I'll give you my version and then we'll ask Colin for his version. And then Jen will probably figure it out somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I mean, I met Colin. Colin and I knew, have known of each other probably for at least 10 or 11 years. Yeah. Funny thing though, we didn't meet until our worlds collided at, at Keller Williams, which is the funny thing about seven or eight years ago. And, uh, you know, as when, when, it, when somebody sits down in front of you, you're like, you know, that guy, I know that guy, you know, her, I know her. Like, we don't know how we've never met before. And, <laughs> and since then we've done many things together. Uh, of course our podcast, business relationships, our families get together, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I'm proud to call Colin a true friend and a true friend. I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but if I was one of your other friends, I'd be worried. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to start getting lots of texts now. Okay, am I the untrue friend or the true friend? Hey, depends on the day. That's all I got to say. Colin, uh, Colin is one of our top producers, mega agents at Keller Williams Realty Centers. Uh, I've watched him grow a business as a brand new agent to one of the top uh realtors um in the industry and um it colin it is truly a pleasure not only to be in business with you but of course being a friend and and of course one that we can joke around with lots which which as you know uh is near and dear to my heart i love having a good time and i can have that with you absolutely brother absolutely thank you for having me jen and gary i know you guys have reached out before our schedules never aligned and today when gary said he's like what are you doing at 2 30 i was like well i have an appointment at one to two so yeah 2 30 i'm free so it just worked <laughs> out so thank you so much for having me guys i truly appreciate it okay i got i got one question jen and then you can kind of take the lead here too because sure. like like we said earlier i, I know colin i can <laughs> i can probably do this interview for him but that's no fun okay give us give us give us the backstory like there was there was a Sir Colin before real estate. 
<laughs> so to, take us take us on a short journey before real estate, and then we can get into all the other fun stuff. Okay, uh, Sir Colin, where did that come from? Um, it's funny because so many people ask me that, and most of the times I I never answer it. However, <laughs> since I'm on your show, I will try and answer it. Um, before, I think after I left school, high school, I was youth ambassador, youth ambassador for the Caribbean. So I did a lot of youth work internationally, represented Guyana and the Caribbean on almost every continent there except Antarctica. Just to, with, with youth work, youth development, creating employment opportunities for young people. And everywhere I went, I was being referred to as Sir Colling. And I think it was in Australia, uh, and a lot of the English uh, delegates, they just kept referring to me as Sir Colin. So at that point, it stayed. And I think it was around 1999 or, nine, or 2000, where I first signed up for email. And I was like, okay, I'm using Sir Colin Campbell as my email address. And after I signed up almost instantly if not within the first half an hour of me signing up i receive a clan campbell invite family reunion invite for the clan campbell in scotland and they're inviting me for a family reunion so at that time my wife and i were dating and i said babe i just received this uh this invite to clan campbell reunion and she looked at me she's like i would send a photo of yourself <laughs> if I were <laughs> Just to make sure they know you're from the darker side of the family. <laughs> so, so. However, the name Sir Colin, um, who knows, it's a brand. I think over time it's evolved into, you know, a brand of who I am. Um, so now when people talk about Sir Colin, you're not wondering which Colin Campbell they're talking about. They're talking about me. So, And since then I've gone with it. So love it. Legal. It's funny because... I once wanted to change my name legally to Sir Colin. And my wife is like, there's no way I'm calling you Sir Colin. Not in a million years. So And a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I like your wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Perfect. Okay, Jen, lead lead away here and I'll I'll take on I'll I'll pick up on your cues. Yeah. So I, I mean I want to start from the perspective, obviously, Colin, you're a leader in our company, um, in Keller Williams Realty Centers and all that. However, there are people that watch the show that aren't a part of KWRC and that don't know, you know, your trajectory or your your business or what that looks like. So what I would love to start with is um, a little bit of insight into your, your path as an agent from, you know, when you started to growing that vision of the team to where yeah. you are now, where you have one of the, the biggest teams and you've got your, your, two, your two admins and all of that, um, all of that structure that you build into it, and the models you follow. Like, what did that path look like? And um, you know, what were the, what were those you experienced along the way? Um, before I got into real estate, I've always been in business. I've been a district manager at different places. The truth, however, I hated. After a while, I hated it, and it was no longer fun to do. And because my wife and I, we've been investing now for 18 years, and Gary and I, we've crossed paths many times at different events. Um, I decided almost the day after I handed in my resignation, after driving around with it in my car for almost six months, um, I decided real estate is what I wanted to do. And I started studying intensely for my real estate license. No one told me I didn't have to get 98 or 99 in every exam. So I was literally going at it like if my life depended on it, which it actually did. Um, so really got into real estate. Um, and I think it was my first, one of my first weeks in, um, attended a session that was put on by um, Tom Mitchell. Mm. And he spoke about how he door knocked and how he he's just been diligent with that every single day. And I was like, huh, this is this is easy. So at that point, after that session, I committed every day for a year without with times where I didn't have to work, obviously, Sundays, but I door knocked every day for an entire year. 
whether it was a snowstorm or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, I didn't have anything else to do. I had left an amazing job with, with car, credit cards, all of that. And now I have to go out there and create my own paycheck every single day. And because my family made a sacrifice for me to, you know, pursue something that I love, I want to make sure that I never first let them down and I'm going to do exactly as I say I would do. So I went out there every day I door knocked. I remember, you know, role playing with my kids and I would knock at the door and they would answer. And one time my daughter said, what do you want? And then slammed the door again. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're not supposed to do that. She was like, no, no, she was just being her daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Slam the door. I was like, oh. So she's like, now tell me, how do you react in a situation like that? And they just helped me build a tough skin, but also realize like they're the ones that I'm doing this for, right? And they really helped me. They poured into me. Obviously, my family uh, was that foundation. And throughout Keller Williams, a lot of people have poured into me and have helped me along the path that I'm on. So for me to be sitting here seven years later, uh, and yes, you hit all these accolades, there's no way I could have done it without the support and the mentorship and the encouragement from the people along the way, uh, within the business and with the, outside of the business. So um, mm -hmm. for me, I'm very grateful for that. So who am I? Um, I'm just first a husband, a father uh, to two kids, uh, a real estate agent. Um, I'm looking at just being the best version of myself. And mm -hmm. that is what I'm going after every single day. I know it's a very long-winded answer. Uh, no, good. That's a good answer. That's, it keeps you from asking us. <laughs> um, do, yeah. I, I do have I do have a comment there, Jen. Do you? Yeah. I remember. I don't know if it's the same moment, but at least it is for me. Do you remember when Colin, uh, you you said at least out loud to to your peers that hey, you wanted to create and form a team or a partnership? Do you remember that moment? <sighs> I do. Really? Tell me about it. I do. And I thought, yeah, that's so here's Colin. We're we're driving back from a golf tournament in Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> and, and and what did do you remember what you said? We're both sitting I'm sitting in the front seat, you're driving. Yes. The other two bozos are sitting in the back because that's exactly what they were but from from a golf tournament, you know, put two and two together, right? <laughs> Do you remember what you said? What did I say? But I remembered it. I remember us driving back and we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember Colin uh, precisely saying, you know, I think I want to create a partnership or a team. And I'm thinking I'm in, I'm in the driver's seat, you know, after our long day of sun and I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired as well. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it? Yeah. And Jen and I always talk about uh, in, in some of the meetings that we have, it's, it's so monumental how one phrase can totally change the trajectory of of where you go anyways I, I i was just reminiscing about that no and you're absolutely right gear because after i said that uh, i think then is when i really started to work purposefully on it and without even knowing uh, i think i partnered with anthony allen for those of you who don't know anthony allen a mentor of mine a dear friend passed away a few years ago, uh, lung cancer. But this is someone who's been in the business 27 years, uh, 26 years, 26 plus years at the time. And he stopped me a lot. And without even knowing that that was the first partnership to come, you know, I put that out there. And I'm truly someone who believes in writing their goals down and going after their goals. So I literally said that at that moment in time, and it seems like my body started to work towards that. And then Tony and I, we, we created a partnership for, for a while. And then unfortunately, he passed through to uh, cancer. However, um, the, what I learned during that time with him is invaluable. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, and and I know from my experience just with with the times we've worked together with well yes. Keller Williams YP and and some yes. of the other projects and things you've been involved in, I know how laser focused you get when you have a goal, right? Like you're just 
we've joked about it a couple times <laughs> because you kind of tend to tune everything else out. Um, and and so um, <laughs> my what I wanted to get with here is that you have achieved that you have built a team. You've got you know a couple of agents and, and you've got your admins, and I know that you're looking to grow that even further and create more leverage. And we haven't really yet on our show um, talked about teams at that level. And so could you give us some insight into you know, what does your team look like? And then also, you know, what is it, what does it take to be on your team and in that environment um, from your leadership perspective? Um, for us right now, where we're at, we have two admins, we have two agents, including myself. There's two more candidates that we're interviewing. So we're going to see where they fall, you know, if they eliminate themselves in the interview process or the mm -hmm. talent selection process. Um, so we're, we're in conversations. However, like you said, Jen, the, the purpose is to grow and to build something beyond myself. And mm -hmm. it's to build something where I know we can achieve more because Colin on his own can only do so much. Any individual agent can only do so much. And I truly believe when we come together and we form a partnership, we'll be able to achieve way more than any individual can on their own. So mm -hmm. that's the, the business aspect of it. But also, how do we create something much bigger and create a legacy where we can create wealth and build wealth along the way? So it's not just focusing on the team, but how we can help each one of our business partners uh, focus on in their own lives and how they can build and generate wealth. Part of our business planning at the end of last year was, okay, here are your real estate goals. Here are all the things that our business partners would like to achieve. But at the same time, we had a conversation for over an hour of what are the side hustles that you're going to pick up in 2021, right. right? And share that now with the team. And how do we hold you accountable to that? How do we create multiple streams of income? So a lot of us as the team, that is what we're focusing on and where we can see real estate as just one stream of income. What is it we're looking for in, in our partners? Uh, people who are hungry, people who are humble, and people who, who know how to hustle, right? Mm -hmm. um, and most importantly, heart overhead, um, smarts, right? Um, EQ versus IQ. So right. it, it's that simple. Uh, I don't think we, we need to complicate it. And it's making sure that we're the right fit, right? Yeah, so. I, yeah, absolutely. Before we move on, Jen, one of the neat things that I've witnessed you do, Colin, I want maybe we can just shed some more light on it is, is you'll have people, you know, you'll open up your arms to anyone that wants to come into your world in a sense. Absolutely. Uh, However, there's there's a bit of self-discovery that happens alongside of that, right? And and I've seen, you know, I've seen and we've had discussions around is that the person or is this the right fit or am I the right fit for that person? But you you I like how you do it. Talk to us about that self-discovery bit and and the um what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 action that you are are expecting people in your world to take. Well, for us uh, um Gary, um, I think it's the Jim Rohn quote that says, you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. So for me, my personality has been just give and help as many people. You can ask me about any one of our team contracts, any of that. I'll gladly share it with you. All the systems that we spent the last four or five years implementing, I'll give that to anyone. Um, because at the end of the day, I know... I share that with somebody else. We become better as an industry. So that's mm -hmm. one aspect of it. Um, and more importantly, it's having that conversation and exploring with anyone that we might think it's the right fit. But there are certain standards that we accept as a team. And there are certain standards that our team members or a business partner expect of each other. So... Yes, we could start the conversation, but two weeks in or three weeks in, you're going to find out very quickly if this is the pace you want to go with, right? Because if right. everyone is going at 120 miles an hour 
and you want to coast at 60, you're going to quickly self-discover like, ah, uh, maybe I, I'm, you know, I'm running with, I don't know. I'm, uh, it, it's, a, I'm, I'm, it's the, it's a different group that I should be a part of. Right. So that is how we do it. So we encourage people to, you know, spend some time with us before we even agree to work together. Let's test drive mm -hmm. this car. Let's check under the hood to make sure we're right. And then as long as it's a good fit, then we, we talk about partnership. I love that. That's a, that's a great piece of advice, right? It's like, let's date before we get married. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good, good idea. Um, okay. I want to shift a little bit and just get back to more of like business right now, because obviously we're all being impacted with COVID and restrictions and, and all that that's going on. And, and you've traditionally been a, as you mentioned, a heavy lead gen, door knocking, cold calling, all that stuff. So what are you guys doing as a team right now to lead generate, to to make up for the fact that we can't do some of those activities? And, and what are those results looking like? For us, uh, lead gen part, uh, we're still on the phones. We're heavy on the phones. And I know I spoke about uh, door knocking before. Within my first year and a half, I quickly realized the more contacts I made, the more contracts I wrote. So contacts equals contracts. And I switched over to the phone almost immediately, and I haven't looked back since. So we're still on the phone. COVID hasn't really affected us. Uh, even a year ago when it was this was all new, mm -hmm. it was just reaching out to everyone how are you doing? How are your family doing? This is just a care call. So we weren't necessarily affected by it. However, we started to see over the last three, four years, every year we're losing about 12% of our telephone numbers because everyone is getting rid of telephone numbers. It's all going to cell phone. Right. So with that, we started to work heavily on our database to make sure referrals are coming in from our database and our business partners. So that is one aspect of it. And we started to purposefully look at social media and how we can mm -hmm. generate business from social media. Yeah. So those are our three pillars right now that we're working with. I have noticed your social media game has stepped up a little bit. You guys have some good content <laughs> these days. <laughs> I specifically like the one that you and Jason personally. <laughs> Um, but just going back to that for a second, with, with COVID and I know you, you didn't change your method of lead gen, but how did your scripts change? How did your conversations, um, moving past the care call conversation, you know, into September, October, yeah. through the winter months and now into wave three, I guess, of yeah. lockdown, what, what are those calls looking like these days? Well, the call is basically just to explore who's considering a real estate move and mm -hmm you want to get that message across in the shortest time possible. So, hi, this is Colin from your local real estate team. We're just reaching out to the neighbors to see, are you considering making a real estate move this year? That's it. Um, it's that simple. A lot of them are going to say no, but then we're going to have some hesitations. We're going to have some, yes, call me back. And these are the ones we start to nurture and we work with. So, okay, there's a good follow-up question there because right. nurture is follow-up. So yes. let's talk to us a little bit about, nice segue, right, Jen? You like that? Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that thanks. Good yeah, yeah. Well done, Gary. Uh, anyways, back to the question. <laughs> what is, what is a like, what does a nurture look like in this kind of COVID time? Is it, is it phone calls? Is it, obviously we can't do drop-ins like we used to. Or what does that look like? Um, for us, it's, it's a lot of phone calls. It's we've added a lot of video to it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's hi, Jen. Uh, I know we just spoke on the phone. I just wanted to send you a quick video so you can put a face to the name. Uh, here are my, uh, my, my, my digits at the bottom. Any questions you have with regards to real estate or anything where it comes to your home, reach out and let me know. My team and I will gladly help. And that's a quick 30 seconds video that you'll we'll email to you almost five minutes after we get off the phone. So now, and then I set a follow-up. It Now it will be most likely within a week, two weeks time. Hi, Jen, we spoke two weeks ago. Just wanted to reach out to you, make sure you got uh, the email that you sent, that I sent you. Do you have any questions for us? You know, have you had a chance to check out our website? Check us out on social media, follow us, all right? 
And then you start building that relationship. A nurture for us is anywhere from three to six months. So these are the ones that we're going to start working with to cultivate the relationship. And and what I want to point out there, Jen, and I know you're good at this with, with your coaching clients is, is the repetition consistency and how often you're calling, you're contacting your, your database. And I'm always, always reminded, reminded of when we were at family reunion, right. And our, our dear friend, Kelly Manateas dragged us over. We're like, where the heck are you taking us? Yeah. We just want to walk the, we just want to walk and chill. Yeah. And she goes, you need to listen to this. Do you remember, do you remember what this was? Yes. Uh, it was, uh, Diane Cocosa's husband. What's his name? Yeah. Tony, yeah, Tony DeCello. Yeah. And he spoke, he spoke about your database and you know, we are in Amazon's database and mm -hmm. Amazon is touching us how many times a year, right? Oh, if not a hundred times a year, right? If not daily, and we're mm -hmm. afraid to reach out to our clients 33 times a year. That is so, that was mind blowing for both Gary and I. We saw like uh, a flood light went off. Forget about a light bulb. Yeah. The flood lights <laughs> went off. We're like, whoa. Yeah. The stadium lights came on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, we need to up this game and reach out more. Whether it's text. So it's mixing that up with email, of course, which is very boring. So now you mm -hmm. add video into that, which can spice it up a bit. Obviously, there's your social media. But there's texts, there's phone calls, there's postcards and stuff like that. So you're in constant communication with your with your data bank where you can become top of mind when it comes time to sell. I mean, here, here is a perfect example. Um, two weeks, no, a month ago, uh, you know, I'm coming down to the end of the month and I was like, holy smokes, I'm off on my goal in terms of the amount of... Um, listing agreement that I need to sign every month. And I was off by one and I think I had like five more days to go. And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. Reaching out to my database and said, guys, I need your help. I need one referral that I can sign this week. Reached out to my brother who lives two doors down from me. Obviously he knows I'm in real estate. He sent me numerous businesses throughout the year. And I said, Curtis, I need your help. I need one person that who's looking to sell this week that I can get into conversation with. He said, you know what? Give me an hour. And he calls me back. He said, I'm working on a house right now. These guys, they were about to sign with someone. He said, I asked them to just give you a call or just give you a try first. I reached out to them almost instantly. I reached out to them at one o'clock, set the appointment to meet with them at three o'clock, showed up, signed the listing at 3.30. Um, the point of that is not to impress you in any way with, you know, I was able to sign a listing, but it's reminding our database that we need their help and we need, we need business from them. If I didn't make that call to my brother, there's no way he would have stepped up and say, guys, I know you have an agent here right now, but before you sign... Just meet this guy, just meet him. And they were just blown away by it. So no, that's amazing. So there's two things that I'm learning from that, Jen, is one, you know, obviously don't be afraid to ask your database for business. Mm -hmm. Second, uh, if you need a deal, call Curtis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love. Uh, speaking of uh, rolling back the clock a little bit to the social media posts, uh, Curtis. Um, I've I've used Curtis on my homes to do renovations and so forth. He's very talented. Awesome, what he does. I love some of the posts that you guys did over the last few weeks of like. This guy does real estate. This guy does renovations. Together, we just get the home sold. Yes. <laughs> it was so brilliant. Yeah. Just having fun with it, right? Just having yeah. fun with that. Well, that's just I, it. You know what? It's, it is such a funny thing because uh, we talked about that. You're being authentic in your social media and how you're going to get connect with more people and get more engagement by doing that. And when we try to make it more contrived, um, you know, we have less of, we get reach, but we don't have the shares and the comments and the engagement. And it's such a funny thing because I've seen your social media for a long time. Like since I've known you, I've followed your social yes. media. And in the last like couple of months is the first time I've ever been like, had the mindset of being like, I want to reply to that. Like, I, oh. I think I did. I replied yes. to one, 
And there was another one where I, I laughed to myself. It was one of the brothers ones. That's what you guys were doing in the video or post, but it made me laugh. And it's like, I was actually like, I wanted to engage in that conversation. Yep. So, you know, it, it is, it just goes to show you that doing something fun and authentic, because it, it is more your personality. Even though a lot of people don't know that about you. It is um, a big part of your personality and it shows out, it shows up, right? And so it gives you that, that want to kind of go, hey, I want to get to know that guy better. I want to talk to that guy. I want to engage in that. Um, so I thought that was pretty, now that we Thank came you. around to that, I thought that was pretty cool. I appreciate that because so many times, you know, we look at it as like, this is the way I need to be for social media or for the public. And yeah. I can only be the best version of myself. So just yeah. do that. Just go out there and have fun and, you know, make mistakes and let the world laugh at you as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think, I think you, you just nailed it without maybe realizing it. When we start to think, who do I need to be in a social media world? We just, we've disconnected already yeah. before yeah. you even put the post out there. Yeah. So it's just, you know, when you have that moment of, I, I just want to post this or this will be funny. Let's try this. That's the stuff that's going to do to where you need to go. Right. And even, yeah. um, you know, we, we talked with Stevie a couple of weeks ago and her TikTok and how that's getting all blown up and crazy. And she's just being herself. If you watch the video, she's actually yeah. she's quite funny yeah. um, and she's very engaging, but she does it in a way that's very authentic to her. It's her personality. It's her energy. Yeah. It's her vibe. And, and people relate to that. So, I think the more we get caught up in the, the semantics of how we look, the more of a disservice we're doing to our business. It's, it's Absolutely. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we're, we're through one quarter of the year and, mm -hmm. and now even like two weeks, almost three weeks into the first or the, what am I trying to say? The second quarter. And you mentioned earlier about staying on track for your business. Uh, I can tell you, but I want, I, I want you to tell our audience how important it is to keep track of your numbers and keep track of your progress. So you hit your goals. I think that's an important conversation that quite frankly, uh, realtors don't have enough and, and don't hold themselves accountable to it enough. I'd love to, I'd love to kind of open that can of worms for a couple of minutes. For me, it's, uh... It's a commitment that I make to myself. It's a commitment that I made to my family. It's a commitment I made to the team. Um, obviously, when we made, when we plan for 2021, and we said, okay, this is the amount of you know transaction we needed to do for the team for 2021. This is the amount of GCI. We figured COVID might be gone by then, so. And then we started the new year and we're like, okay, this is our goal, but let's just break it down into 90 days period because who knows what next six months will look like? Who knows what next year will look like? I can only focus in short spurts. And Jen, you, you, you alluded to that earlier. <laughs> so it's putting my head down to say, okay, over the next 30 days, this is what we're going to do. And this is all we need to focus on. And knowing that, it now becomes manageable. But at the same time, you need to measure it. Because if you're not measuring your progress or your success, it's, it'll be a shot in the dark. Every time you decide, you know, you're going to drive to the office, you're going to drive home, you're going to drive to Costco. You know, you know, when I hit Young Street, I need to turn right. I need to turn left. I need to go here. I need to go there. You're measuring your. It's the same with a goal. Your goal is here, and your GPS is the one that is going to get you there, and it's going to tell you, okay, you're way off track, which you need to recalibrate. Anytime I'm going to a brand new destination, I punch it into Waze, and Waze tells me exactly where I need to go. Okay. Two miles, and then I turn left. Then I turn right after, you know, half a kilometer, and I keep going. And I know I use miles and kilometer like that in the same sentence. <laughs> same, <laughs> <to me. laughs> same difference. Same difference. Same difference. <laughs> this is so the Americans and the Canadians can relate. But there's a method to the madness. However, with Waze, it's telling me exactly what I need to do because I've never gone there before. It's the exact same thing when I set a goal that I've never achieved before 
I need to punch that into my GPS. And at Keller Williams, obviously, we have our 135, your, your one being your goal, your, your P, as in the GPS, your P being your priorities and the S being the strategies to get you there. So that is something that we're looking at constantly to make sure that we're making those little tweaks and change that is needed. Because if I'm looking, if my goal is to sell five homes, okay, if my goal is to list five homes this month and I have two more days to go in the month and I only have one listing, it's almost impossible for me to get four. I should have known that, you know, three weeks in to know every week I need almost one and a half listings or one, one and a quarter listings. So maybe one week I'll have to have two and then the others will want. Mm. That's, that's, that is what planning and constantly evaluating your goals does for you. That's smart. Yeah. It's, it, and you got to keep track of your of, of your daily habits too, right? Because just as you said, Colin, uh, you'll know whether or not you're going to hit your goal by really the the first to second week of the month. And yes. if, if you've got your business rolling at a pace that you need to have it rolling at or moving at, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. that's good insight. But Sometimes- further to that, Gary, and sorry to cut you off there, but further to that, it's I can only control what I have control over. Meaning my, the main thing I have control over every day is my lead generation habits. Mm. No one can take that away from me. So whether it's COVID, whether it's a hurricane, we're supposed to have a snowstorm tomorrow. It doesn't matter. I have control over my habits and my habits are, I come into the office and I lead generate. However, over time, I've learned to trust the process by lead generating I have leads to follow up on, these nurtures. After I have these nurtures to follow up on, I can book an appointment. After I book these appointments, X amount of appointments will give me one, give me a signed listing. After I have a signed listing, I'm going to now sell that home, which means money in the bank. So at any time I'm looking at my bank account and I realize there isn't enough money in that bank account, it needs to go back to what it the only thing I have control of is my lead generation. So everything starts and stops with lead generation. I like it. I love that. That's great. That's a great way to phrase it. Um, I'm going to totally shift the gears a little bit from this conversation because I know that there's been a lot of talk lately about KW and going public and what that means. And I want to say IPOs, but here's, here's the thing. I know nothing about this. It is not an area that I understand or have spent a lot of time in. And I know both Gary and Colin, you have, and you have some understanding of it. So what does that mean? What it's like for the rest of us there that are new to this conversation, what does that mean for us as agents? And what is that process? What does that look like? We're looking, we're like, okay, you answer. No, you answer. No, you answer. Okay. Here's, here's how we'll do it. Colin. I'll do it from the perspective of, um, why KW would look at it. Maybe you, you tackle the perspective of why, or what does that mean? As Jen just, just eloquently asked, what does that mean to us or even people in the industry? So, um, um, maybe that that's a good way to kind of tackle yep. this conversation. First and foremost, uh, we have no inside information. Um, let, let's just kind of put that out there. Nor Colin, Jen, myself, or any other KW leader at this moment knows if we're going to go public or not. It has been suggested that we're looking at three different ways to, um, to generate funds. And by going public, a company will go public uh, to do so, to generate uh, funds uh, so they can go invest back into the company for different various reasons. Uh, why would KW do that? Well, especially after Gary Keller, if you follow Gary Keller, he's been saying for years, I will never go public. Uh, he shared a story a few weeks ago with the, with the leadership of, of KW said, there once was a time that I said, I would never franchise the company. 
And boy, are we glad he ever decided to go against that <laughs> because think about all, we, we, there would have just been one KW office in Austin and that would have been it. And, and that decision, when somebody sat him down and got to show him the bigger picture, uh, or maybe explained it to him differently on how he could, because remember Gary Keller just loves to help agents and support agents. And this was a way franchising was a way to uh, accelerate that. So, you know, you got to move with the times and, and we've talked about that many times, you know, you can, you can stay with what's working today, but that's not necessarily going to get you to where you want to go tomorrow. So let's circle back to why KW would look at doing that now and going public and raising funds. And then Colin can explain perhaps what that means to us as individuals and as a company. Um, there are, there are other companies around us with a tremendous matter of public and uh, public resources uh, to do acquisitions, to invest in different software, to invest in, in, in you know, the company. And when you are a privately held company, uh, you only have X amount of resources at your fingertips. And while we had over the last number of years, KW has been able to remain at the number one spot for agent count, production, volume, everything like that worldwide, uh, just as I said, you can't remain doing the same thing and stay at that number one or stay ahead of the game. And when you've got some big players out there that are aligning themselves with other big players, uh, you can watch on the sidelines or you can get in the game or stay in the game. And Gary Keller wants to make sure that KW stays in the game. So by raising, uh, going public is certainly one way to do that. And, and Colin and I have had these discussions in the past. Uh, we, both Colin and I, I, I hate using the word dabble. We invest in the stock market, so we have some understanding of what that looks like. Are we professionals? No, but are we are we leveraging some of our knowledge and our peers' knowledge? Yes. So we do follow it to some extent, and there is a huge opportunity there. I'm sure Colin can fill us in on some of the gaps that I'm, I'm missing here, but just an incredible opportunity uh, to go public at this current time. Call it like what am I missing? I know there's lots there, I, and I purposely left some out. But um, for me, you didn't leave anything out because at the end of the day, it, it's opportunity. Uh, it creates opportunity. Every company that has gone public, they've gone so to raise money, right? Apple could have stayed a privately held company. There's no way Apple could have been able to do all the great things that they've done and expanded so fast and grow to almost one of the biggest players now in the cell phone industry, right? Apple has done that because it's taken, and I know I'm using an Apple, uh, I'm using an Apple explanation with an Android analogy, which is Ooh. totally Ooh. messed up, but I love my Android. <laughs> However, here is the company Apple, and they've just basically split it up into parts. Now, the average, anyone who owns a share now owns a small portion of that company. It's the same thing when, if and when Keller Williams goes public, Jen, you'll be able to own a small portion of the company where now you can invest $100 and who knows, in five years, you'll see that money, you know, go to what? For, since we're on the, on the example of Apple, when Apple, for, when the iPod first came out, I remember because I was at Best Buy at that time. It was being sold for $4.99. If someone had, take, they had taken $4.99, $500, and bought Apple shares at that time versus an iPod, today they would have had over 90, I think it was $92,000 in their account. Just by invested $500, you know, in... 2006, 2004, during that time. Someone who purchased that iPod, two years later, it was obsolete. And then, you know, Motorola and Samsung, they came out and they started saying, well, whatever the iPod is doing, we have all of that on our phone. So things like that change, time change, but investing in, the, in a company that you work with and you own it just creates more opportunities now you can start looking at that as an added stream of income where mm -hmm. you were to put aside you know a thousand dollars a year a thousand dollars 
out of every deal that you make, now you were to buy shares into that company. So many of us use Apple products. How many of us own Apple as in a piece of that company? So, well, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought I didn't realize that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for me, at the end of the day, what it means for us as, as agents, it just creates more opportunities and it allows us to raise massively higher amount of money that now we can go out there and buy other companies. Let's say X company is selling at $2 billion. We can, we can literally write a check and say, now here you go, now we own you. Right. And we can become that juggernaut, just like Apple has done, just like you know Tesla has done, exact same thing. Yeah, no, it's it's without getting into like the true semantics of it. When when Colin and I follow different IPOs and and different companies coming uh, to um, having their public offerings, you know they're coming to the table and having their public offering with huge amounts of debt, and they're still getting incredible valuations. And what we love about KW is they have zero to little little debt. And the largest real estate broker in the world uh, has just come off their um, best year ever and, and also one of the best quarters that they've ever had. Actually, it's the best first quarter that they've ever had. Uh, that's just fueling the fire. And I don't want to you know, get everyone's hopes up on what that valuation could be if it does become public. But just you know, the, the, the ball is in our court. Maybe that's a fair way to say it on what that could be. And uh, maybe, as Colin said, maybe there's going to be opportunity for us as agents to own part of that company. Um, I've been fortunate to be a part of uh, an IPO before. And, uh, you know, not not every IPO is a home run, but there's mm -hmm. there's typically, a, you know, maybe a single or a double in there. And, and there is tremendous amount of financial opportunity here for our agents. You know, we always talk about generating wealth, creating wealth for, for others and for ourselves. This is, this is gonna be one of those other opportunities for sure. And it, like for me personally, everything indicates that we might most likely go there. However, my wife mm. will tell you I've been wrong many times. So we'll see if I'm right or wrong on this one. Uh, but with that being said, at some point, if all if the stars line up that we are going that way we definitely need to educate our agents in how this can benefit them and maybe that little monies that they might have saved in the bank which they're really not making anything on you know invest it in in this in an ipo like this obviously there are risk involved with it but here is a company that you've you've been with for how many years, you know, there's zero debt. We have the real estate brokerage side of it. We have an appraisal company. We have a the mortgage associated with it. We have the AI associated with it. So Keller Williams, we know it. there's, there's so many different parts of it that on its own can be very successful. Now, all of that is under one umbrella. Why not own a piece of it as in, owning stocks, shares in the company. So that's how I see it. Yeah, the big O word, opportunity. We like that. Opportunity. We like that. And you know what? Like we've all been, so Jen, you've been with KW, I think the longest. Yes, definitely the longest. But yeah, I, all, I think I joined in 2007. Was yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but over that time, like Jen, wouldn't you agree? Like it just keeps... I don't not reinventing them. KW doesn't keep reinventing itself, but it keeps adding tools to the tool belt, right? Yeah. And it, and it keeps shifting. You know, for a while, right? Uh, Gary Keller said we were a tech company, and everyone kind of laughed at him. Well, what has everyone done? They've all become tech companies, just like Apple did years ago. They became they became a music company. Yeah. Well, they actually became you know a tech company that happened to sell music, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that's simply, you know, that's how the real estate world adapts and changes and so forth. I, I think it's a really cool yeah. opportunity. Yep. Well, it's, it's a growth journey, right? Um, I mean, being with KW as long as I have, I've certainly seen it go through its waves of, you know, mindset and shift. And, and sometimes when you reflect back on it, you kind of, I always equate it to 
your own personal journey of growing up, right? Where it's like, you know, in your infancy, you you know what your world is, you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know, then you learn a little more, you get a bit more exposure, you grow up, you go to high school, whatever, your mindset changes, your understanding of things change, your the way you your outlook changes, it's no different for a business, right? And if we're not growing and changing, we're, we're stagnant. And I'm concerned if we were the same KW now that we were in 2007, because I mean, that would be, you know, we're, we're no longer relevant. We're not we're, relevant. What's yeah. relevant. Thank you. Yeah. We're not relevant, right? What are we doing? What happened? Where'd our leadership go? How are we stuck in 2007? Like it's, it's 2021, right? So I think that that growth and that change has to occur in order for us to stay ahead of the game. And um, for anybody, for your own business, as agents, we talk about this in coaching all the time like what did you do to grow today what what did you read what did you what conversation did you have what gratitude did you give what mindset did you have that allowed you to grow a little bit or have a, a better conversation or whatever that looks like if you're not thinking that way you're, you're gonna get stale right you're gonna get yeah. stuck so um you know and i think it's huge for gary keller to come out and say yeah you know what i did say that i've been saying he's been preaching that for a long time it was one of the first things i said gary when you told me I was like, wait a minute, what? He said he we would never do that. Um, but you know, obviously, there's there's recognition and understanding that there's we gotta we gotta take a different path sometimes. So, I think it's important to understand that that that's the process. But also important for us to educate everybody because as much as you guys have given phenomenal answers, and I love the insight you gave, I still don't know how to do it, <laughs> right? Like, so we have to have that educational piece too. Is what's that process? What does that mean? How do you do that and, and start educating people on those investment opportunities? Yep. Well, that that's what's great too, Jen, is like, you know, even even your coaching um, clients and, and your experience, like there's a, we have enough people, uh, enough of the right people in our world at KW here and, and outside of that uh, to get that expertise and to ask questions and to mm -hmm. learn from each other. That's, that's the one thing that I just love uh, with the people yeah. that are surrounded, uh, surrounding us, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when we're not, when they're not here, we can find them. Yeah. Because everybody's got a great network, right? KW yep. or non-KW, we have great relationships and great op opportunity to open the door and go, hey, come teach us that. How'd you do that? Right. I want to know, right? As Colin said, right? Can I have your listing presentation? Yeah, sure. awesome. I want to go sign a listing in 30 minutes. So yes. go, come tell me what you did. <laughs> That's the meeting we're going to have after this week. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Very yeah. good. So, um, Colin, apart from another shameless plug, how do people get in touch with you? There's a big sign behind you. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, the Not So Black White Real Estate <laughs> Podcast. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can call me 416-302-2210 or follow me on social media. Anyone on social media, Sir Colin Campbell. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah, thank you, Svetlana. Thanks, thanks for watching, and uh, thank you everyone for watching. Um, okay, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is uh, our backup platform. I need to learn how to click some buttons, but this has <laughs> been a another. Hang on, I'm gonna get to it. Yeah, another episode of KWRC TV, where you can find us on Facebook or YouTube. I didn't say it. I got the right name in. <laughs> And also on your uh, podcast player of choice. Uh, everyone, uh, for Sir Colin Campbell, thanks for being here. And of course, for Jen Silbernagel, I'm Gary McGowan. Have an awesome week. We'll see everyone uh, next week. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Bye guys.